You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Oh, man, it's good to be back. Good to be back yes. in the studio. I was Yeah, I was, you're home. Yeah, I know. For, for a day. Half an hour. A day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've been home for a couple days. It's been awesome. Um, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't feeling great in Virginia. I don't know if I picked up something or what. I just I just don't feel right. Like my nose isn't running. I lost my voice. I think because I was just I'm I gotta be honest with you, I'm just I'm beat, man. I'm tired. And so I came home. I know, man. You turn sixty and you go downhill real fast. No, I, I know. It. <laughs> and I came home and just basically slept and just hung around for a couple of days. Ruthie's gone. I'm home all alone. I went over and saw the grandkids for a bit, um, and they were over last night. But oh, I just needed just to catch up. I feel much better, but I've had this nagging cough, and I, I yeah, just, sixty I, year old smoking guy. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> and um, so I, I've been taking Buckley's. I've been taking NyQuil, DayQuil, you know, any kind of quill I can get my hands on. I and, just start calling you Vito Corleone. Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> so finally, I'm over at Kayla's the other night, and she said, Dad, I'm telling you, try this. Take an onion, cut it, cut a slab off, put it on the bottom of your feet, Wrap your feet in saran. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what are you, some kind of witch doctor, some kind of voodoo? <laughs> she goes, no, it's holistic. It's holistic. I'm going more holistic. She goes, I tried it with the kids, and it worked. I'm telling you, try it. She goes, what do you got to lose? And I was so tired, and I was so sick of coffee. I got nothing to lose. I'm home all by myself. Nobody can see me. <laughs> so I cut an onion. I put it on the bottom of my foot. I didn't have any saran wrap, so I just put a sock on, and then I wrapped my feet in um, shopping bags. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you, man. Instantly, I quit coughing. Oh, and that's I amazing. I did not cough the rest of the night. It was amazing. <laughs> I get up in the morning, and I thought, this is stupid. I'm taking these things off. I take them off. Within two minutes, I'm coughing. Oh, my goodness. So I, you know, I didn't, I didn't wear them for the day, but the next night. Well, if you want to get out of coughing while you preach. Oh, my. Yeah, but... <laughs> It's gonna, You'll be crunching while you preach. Be, oh, they, they get kind of soft and mushy, actually. It's kind of gross. But, oh, uh, that is hilarious. Yeah. People say, what's that sticking out of your shoes? <laughs> oh, that's a shopping bag. Man, it smells like onions in here. Wow, it's gross. Oh, my. So the next night, I didn't put them on my feet. I just put, I, somebody said you can just put them in a bowl next to your bed. And sure enough, it worked. So That is amazing. Yeah, give it a go. Give it a go. See what happens. So, I don't normally cough in the night, but yeah. She told me too. If you put a cucumber on your foot, you can grow three inches in the night. 
<laughs> well, I'm going to put a whole onion on my feet during the day so I can at least be like about uh, uh, three inches taller. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, so <clears throat> I don't know. So I'll give her that one. She'll see, she comes up with some great ideas, but uh, that one worked, and I will continue to wow. do that. Wow, <clears throat> yeah. that is amazing. I don't think it cured me of anything. I think it just gave me, you know, a break. But yeah, I don't know. So there. Well, you, you go. got to sleep. I, I did. I mean, you can't sleep if you're coughing all oh. night. Oh no, no. I I slept so good. So yeah, it was awesome. And then uh, let's talk a little bit about the world in which we live today. What? what oh is my goodness! Going on. Wow. It's getting worse and worse. <clears throat> worser and worser. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, of course, you know everybody's watching Israel to see what's going on there and. They uh, they are tightening they're tightening their hands around the throat of Hamas, and good I love for it. them. <clears throat> I know I love it. I hope they eradicate those guys. Um, I did see on the news. Here's their leader over in Qatar in this beautiful hotel, eating this lavish food. Um, you know, sitting yeah. in the sauna. You know, doing a workout in the gym while his guys are in those tunnels like rats, trying to survive. Well, and the people that he says that he loves yeah. are uh, being annihilated, you know, at his request. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And then um, just to see the whole Iranian involvement, and I'll tell you, um, I, I'm, I'm surprised we're not hearing more from, from the united population the united states population those guys are pounding at you guys all the time iran's 48 attacks and they hit an ammunition dump yesterday so yeah well we've got a coward in the white house yeah he may um, not be aware of what's going on yeah that's true but i know who does mr obama he knows yeah exactly (laughs) we can really see him starting to uh raise his head um I, I see more and more of him all the time now, and, and well, yeah, he him, wants so. to be the he wants to be the head of the Democratic Party and yeah. and assign whoever's the next president. What well, be because whoever would be the next president supposedly, yeah, would have to be answerable to him then. Yeah, yeah, wow, wow, politics. And then um, most of the folks in Canada wouldn't know, but uh, just recently, you guys had a vote there in Ohio and. Um, we talked about a little bit where the abortion issue would become part yes, of the Constitution. Yes, issue one, but, but it was much more than that. Right. Much, much more than that. Uh, it was so vague, so broad of language. It will, it, it, it could, if they follow through with it, which I presume that they would, parents will never even need to be consulted again, no matter oh. what the age of a child would be, whether it be abortion or reproductive rights, which would include mm. sex change and oh, all of those things, so right. uh, all of all of those things can be done now. No one's allowed to interfere. It, it's it's got to have some kind of head-on collision in now in the Supreme Court of, yeah. of Ohio. It, ha- it would have to be. Wow. Uh, it, it just it's, it is abominable. And, uh, you know, had we passed the issue one in August, which would require a 60 percent vote to change the constitution Mm -hmm. of the state, then 
both of those things would have failed. It was 59% and 53% for uh, uh, medical marijuana being recreational now in Ohio. And right. so they found they found the uh, uh, the casinos found the the recipe, mm. and it's just spend a lot of money on ads, lying right. like crazy, and you're going to get over fifty percent of the people will vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, in Canada, we've already we've already gone through this, and we've already lost those battles, and it it does it saddens me to see how quickly. The United States is following in the trends of Canada and societal changes. And because Ohio is a Republican state, it's a red state, it's it's a conservative yeah, state. Yeah, they call it purple now because we have one Democrat senator, but uh, it, we're not. We're red. Then how how did that how did that slip in or how did that take effect with that much conservative when you Leadership. have money, four to one is what was spent. Four wow. to one, four dollars to one dollar on the ads. And the ads that they made were such bold faced lies, unbelievable the things that they said. And so a bunch of Republicans voted yes. Yeah, yeah. People just don't know the issues today. They don't. No, they, they see an ad and go, "Oh, that's awful," without right. even without even looking and reading what the issue is. Right. Yeah, and that's the same here in Canada. That's that's the problem. And people listen to the stinking news, which is so slanted, especially here in Canada. Uh, the CBC is funded. I think it's thirteen million dollars a year by the government. And wow. It's you know they're going to do whatever they want. Um, it's it's a mess. So um, yeah, it's just unbelievable. So I I, I shudder to think of what the next um, next few years are going to bring. We we had a we had a, a topic request that really fits into this, and um, our good friend Marshall out in British Columbia. Uh, sends us lots of ideas, and, and this was a great one he sent in. He said, would you guys discuss cultural differences slash shift, a cultural shift, with the younger generations being more uh, racially and ethnically diverse, um, the diversity of this generation? We have a lot of people coming into our countries from other nations. Here in Canada, about 450,000 immigrants a year coming in under uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, under Prime Minister Harper, his uh, predecessor, about 250,000 immigrants. And the bulk of those coming in now would be from Arab nations and Asian nations. Uh, a lot of Filipinos, which we love, and we would take every one of those you've got. Um, a lot of Chinese, and the Chinese are buying up properties here. They are filling our uh, colleges and universities here. And then um, we have a number of people from East India as well, or East Indians as well from India. So those are coming in and definitely changing the face of our nation. And you're seeing the same thing there. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think it goes down to what do you mean by diverse? Of course, we have in the, in the States, I don't know what you have in Canada, probably pretty much the same thing. There are a lot of positions in companies and uh, schools, diversity, equity, and inclusion officers, DEI 
officers. And so uh, their job is to train and to teach everybody on how to be diverse. And that doesn't mean a bunch of people from different backgrounds all doing the same thing. It means you changing and accommodating what you are to someone else. Yeah. And, and so there is no, you know, how can you have, how can you have quote unquote peace or compromise whenever one group says, no, I'm this way and, and you have to change. And so uh, it's not like you can go to work now and say, well, I'm Baptist, you're Catholic, you're Jewish, uh, uh, you know, you're Islamic, uh, and let's just get our job done. You know, right. now it is it is forced upon, you know, uh, okay, we, we've got uh, three gay people at work, and so here's how you ought to be treating gay people. Uh -huh. uh, you know, you must use these pronouns. You must do this. You, it, it isn't just let's just get our job done leave leave you know your personal stuff outside mm -hmm. and let's get our work done it's not that anymore and so no. it depends what you mean by diversity it, right. it would, would really be the first first thing we got to settle right so when you think of diversity mm -hmm. what do you think of well i think that you have a multicultural um, existence you're trying you're trying to balance or live within a culture that is now not defined by one culture it is a, you know a multiplicity of cultures in my neighborhood there are black people there are white people there are east indian people and it is interesting to see how they all kind of move together into their own race there's still racism let's let's just be open and honest if well I, it, I disagree with the, even the term because there's only one race but yes yeah. yes but you know you know one culture whatever you want to call it but there you go yeah, yeah there's people groups cultures yeah yeah so and that and that's that's funny to see that and it's funny to hear the neighbors talk about what happens when those those different groups start mingling or moving or whatever um, people are still separated by by culture no question and so I think as Christians, we have to look at it and think, well, what are we going to do with that? Do, do, we, do we embrace that? Do we resist that? And I think that's maybe where Marshall's coming from. A lot of churches, especially where he's at in, in the British Columbia area, uh, Vancouver, I mean, those churches are mixed with a great number of people from, from mm -hmm. probably... I mean, I think at his church, they probably have, you know, eight, ten different nationalities represented in their congregation. Yeah. And how how does that work? Well, their church does well. I mean, they, they get along. I think Christianity is the key. Um, well, there you go. Christianity is inclusive to anyone who wants to know Christ. And once you know Christ, that becomes the culture. And when the culture is Christ, it's all good. It's, it's when within Christianity, there's still a division of culture that you have trouble. And I will say that I think even within Christianity, there are some cultures that have a hard time um, being collective. Okay, when you take the spiritual aspect away from us, and maybe that's pretty easy to do, mm. <laughs> but uh, why are we friends? Take the uh, spiritual away. Right, right. Well, we have a lot in common. 
There you go. Yeah. People usually make friends with someone with whom they have something in common. Right. And so uh, you can have two complete different diverse sets of people economically, uh, philosophically, nationally, culturally, and yet they can still be good friends. Um, You know, they have something in common. And so that's why people sort of gravitate to the areas that they are in, you know, Chinatown and, uh, you know, an Italian section or whatever it may be mm-hmm. historically in in our cities because they had a lot more in common. It's your, right. if you're, if you speak and you're from Genoa and somebody else is from uh, Rome and, uh, and, and you start talking about the places you've seen and, and the people you know, and you're going to, you're going to gravitate that way. So there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I think the big thing is language. Um, You know, people, especially when you come to a new country, uh, to learn the English language is very difficult, very difficult. And I think most of us that speak English have a very difficult time. But uh, I I think if I'm in a room and I hear someone speak English and, and no one else is, I immediately... I'm gravitated to that person because I can I can easily communicate with them, and mm-hmm. I think people come to our countries and they look for people that they can communicate with. Because I thought, sure, you know, could you imagine you and I going to Russia, not knowing the language and trying to establish ourselves there? You have to get a place to live. You got to get a job. You have to get in the system. You know, and, and not knowing the language, how how would you ever do that? And people come here all the time not knowing the language. Well, they find someone who does, and they translate. And then you start learning the language as best you can until you can speak for yourself. But until then, you've got to have someone who can help you know the language. So that's a big part of it. Big yeah, part of it. Um, I, I follow soccer. And a uh, soccer player for the U.S. men's team, Christian Pulisic, um, he, he did play for, I think, Dortmund in Germany. Then he went to the Premier League and, and played for Chelsea. Now he's playing for AC Milan in, in Italy. And he's talking about... He learned German, he knows Spanish, and of course he knows English, and so now he's working on Italian because he wants to communicate yeah. you know, with everybody that where he is, and so yeah. he said he ought to be able to learn it in a few months. You know, he's really working hard at it and wow. things, you know, I mean, guy must be pretty smart, yeah. but uh, to be able to speak German, Spanish, Italian, and English uh, just because he's playing soccer in those areas, you know, yeah, and he, he he wants to be able to communicate with uh, reporters and and fans and you know going here and there, you know, a, as he goes about. So uh, you are right. Language is language is a huge part of it. And then your your history or the things that you like, you know, you walk into you walk into a room of soccer players. And, you know, or soccer fans, and you go, oh, yeah, okay. I walk into a room of hockey fans, and it's like, yeah, okay. But you switch that, and all of a sudden we're yeah. like, hey. And and we leave that place going, that was all right, because we got to talk about things that we were more passionate about rather than have just a little bit of an interest in. I would say, we oui, we oui, ya vos, senor. <laughs> you doom cough. <laughs> they call me multicultural Al. I know it all. Take months, oh, months to man, learn it. That was a good one. Weeks. 
<laughs> yeah, a hockey player comes into a room of soccer player fans. Yeah, there's going to be a fight. <laughs> there's going to be a fight. <laughs> and we know who wins that one because all the soccer player fans would just fall over and start rolling around on the yeah, ground. That's right. <laughs> Hold their ankles. Just touch them and they dive on the floor and start rolling around, grab their leg. Hit the hockey player guy over the head with a pipe and he just keeps going. Exactly. <laughs> Smiles with no teeth. That's right. <laughs> you have you have a cultural mix in your church, right? You have a good oh, number yes. of folks from uh, India. Yes. Well, yeah. whenever you're talking about Trilling diversity, you, you still have to have something in common. So if, if you are planning on moving to another uh, country and yet refusing to assimilate within that country now so we're going with with this first right. then you you are not going to it's not going to be well for every citizen of that country yeah. and that's where i have been told by missionaries that whenever they move to a place that they try not to just remain American. They try to right. also integrate into all the other things. Now, they will keep Thanksgiving many times, you know, and, and they actually, effective missionaries oftentimes will teach people, this is what we're doing, we'd like to have you come over, you right. know, in order to integrate, to, to show, here's what we do. But but the, the missionaries that are the most effective don't remain Americans. Right. I mean, even though the nationality will stay the same, they want to assimilate into the culture there Absolutely. in order to reach people. Just like the Apostle Paul, you know, uh, to the to the uh, weak became weak that I might by all means save some. You know, yeah. but to every individual that you you can find something in common, so you can try to give them the gospel. I I would say this that. I love people who come to our nation and want to put the Canadian lifestyle into their life. They want they want to become Canadian. But I'm finding less and less of that as as the days move forward. I'm finding more people that want us to assimilate into their lifestyle. You have to respect what we are and who we are and what we do and you ought to honor that. And I'm going to be honest, I don't like that. I'm old school. I I wasn't raised that way. I was under the same influence that America was. If you're in America, you're an American. If you're in Canada, you're Canadian. And you should you should acclimate into the Canadian way. That's why you came here. You you left a country for an opportunity to come to another country that maybe has a different set of values or opportunities that you didn't have in your country. And I I welcome anybody that wants to acclimate into who we are but the here's the problem nobody knows who we are anymore canada is such such a different place and we really don't have a face in the world anymore as, as to who we are because our our leadership our politicians over the last 30 years have said yes we want to make a patchwork quilt where i would love to have that melting pot i want everybody just to become canadian we have one flag we don't wave the Palestinian flag and the Israeli flag. We wave the Canadian flag. We're Canadians. We don't wave, you know, all those other things. And I'm a proud Canadian. And when I go to other places, um, I, I love to let people know that I'm Canadian. But 
I'm not I'm not running around your auditorium waving a Canadian flag. I'm not doing that. That to me that's a show of disrespect. If I'm in your country, um, if your country would sing my national anthem as a show of respect, I love that. We sing the American national anthem as a show of respect. I love that. But yeah, I would not go into Canada. And as we're singing the Canadian yes. National Anthem, turn my back on the flag. No, no. You'd never do that. Unintentionally. Unintentionally, maybe, but never. Oh, man. Well, let's leave it there. We'll pick this up on Wednesday and um, talk yeah, about— Yeah, we'll get to the end of the question. We're, yeah. we're just starting to work at the periphery, periphery and yeah. so uh, we, we'll, we'll get to the core. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, we want to bring this into the realm of the church, Christianity, the church, and Christians. Um, but you got to kind of set the guidelines first. You got to set the platform. So that's where we're at. So from uh, today, uh, the big town of St. Thomas, uh, heading out soon, heading to warmer weather, heading south and then west. Um, it's Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. And since I just had my colonoscopy, from the clean mm. bowels of the North Columbus Baptist Church. <laughs> TMI, TMI. Oh my goodness. Wow. Kids, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that, kids. Bios con Dios, muchacho. Hasta luego. Ya vol. Merci beaucoup, monsieur. This is Al Stone saying. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even do it. <laughs> and this is the end of the show. <laughs> the end. Yeah, yeah. Have a great day. We'll be back on Wednesday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.